Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, coming to you live on a Thursday night, Thursday, September 9th, as the L.A. Galaxy get ready for a Saturday game. Coming up against the Colorado Rapids, a very difficult to beat at home Colorado Rapids, a team the LA Galaxy haven't beat in a very long time Colorado Rapids, a team that really took advantage of some mistakes the last time they played the LA Galaxy. So we're going to talk about that game, get you ready for that. A big media call today, a lot of little tiny revelations, including we won't bury the lead. Chicharito will be available on Saturday. So 12 games off. We'll see how that goes. A lot to talk about, a lot to get to to help me do that. He's back, the Portuguese hammer himself, Mr. Eric Vieira. How's it going, buddy? It's going well. Chicharito's back, the hammer's back. This is what a time to be alive. We just, we're getting back from international break. The USA is back, everything's good. So life life is good right now. That's good, I'm glad, I'm glad. We have you uh, We have you on location again, uh, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so again, I'm a, I'm a traveling man now, traveling, uh, I'm on West Coast time, which is nice for a change. So I'm on West Coast time, getting ready for a red-eyed flight in a little bit, but my commitment to COG and uh, Thursday live show. So still decided to join uh, from my undisclosed location here, but happy to join and happy to talk LA Galaxy as always. As a Texas person, you probably have a paddock somewhere, somewhere in a different <laughs> state, I would imagine. So good. Uh, glad to have you. A lot of uh, LA Galaxy stuff sort of ramping up, Eric, right? We've uh, we took a little time off. We we everybody took a breath. Uh, I don't I don't. Well, actually, I don't know if, if U.S. men's national team fans took, yeah. actually took a breath, but some others. And I know there's a, there's fans from all over different international uh, sort of teams here. So I don't want to focus on anything, but I know everybody was a little on edge last night. Everybody seems like they're in a better mood this morning. So I'm glad we could get there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped. This is a ridiculously tough stretch. We thought that maybe we would figure out what the L.A. Galaxy are sort of up to and how they might be able to to cope with this schedule that's coming up. But realistically, this is where the rubber rubber hits the road. And hearing Greg Vanny talk about, you know, Saturday and saying Chicharito is available, not only is he available, but that he's been training all week. And we'll touch on that and hear from Greg Vanny. We have some audio from him today. Um, so so that's fun. International players coming back should actually be returning on uh, on Friday. So we'll talk a little bit about them and, and sort of where we're at. But I mean, Okay, 12 games left for the LA Galaxy. Um, are, are you feeling confident? Are you feeling uh, nervous? Uh, what, what do you need to have happen in, in, in September in order to feel comfortable? 
Oh man, that's a tough question. That's a loaded question. And that's why we're here. So, uh, again, I'm feeling, I'm feeling nervous, uh, about this upcoming stretch in September. Um, I was one of the ones who had my hand directly above the panic button with the U S men's national team, uh, just because there are so many limited opportunities. There's only 14 games. And if you slip up against the quote unquote easy part of the schedule, then it becomes that much harder to make up those points later on. And so that's my kind of U.S. men's national team corollary to the Galaxy, where now we're getting into the point of the season where there are limited games left. There's not a lot of season to where if you drop points, you're going to be able to make it up later. Now, like you said, the rubber really meets the road. One of my uh, phrases that I do like to say is, you know, don't score too soon, don't peak too soon. There is such a thing as peaking too early. Again, Chicharito on that hot streak, it was great in March and April. But if Chicharito's on a cold streak in September and October, then that's not going to do the Galaxy any good. So you want to peak at the right time. So I think after coming back from an international break, and uh, again, it was nice to be on an international break with the rest of the world and not have to worry about any games happening, even though I know there were some MLS teams in action. I, I was going to say, don't give MLS too much credit, all right? They, yeah. still, they still found a way to mess that up. Of course, but as a Galaxy fan, it was nice to kind of be part of that with the rest of the world. But now when we're coming back, the team is rested. We're getting Chicharito back. We're getting a you know, relatively healthy lineup. We should be able to get the A-plus lineup. And I think you and I have gone back and forth on what is the A-plus lineup. So we're going to see who this team really is. And that's what makes me nervous because it makes me think, okay, is this team in the beginning who got off to the hot start, is that who they are? Is it this team that struggled a little bit in August who's maybe, you know, they went 2-2-2. Two, two, and two. So are they a middle-of-the-road team? Are right. they just going to be in that fourth best fifth best western conference team and then maybe they flame out after one game one playoff game or maybe they get lucky and lose in a quarterfinal or a semifinal maybe that's who they are or maybe they start peaking they start streaking and and these things finally start to click and vanny and the whole team gets that chemistry going and again you get hot at the right time and anything could happen in the mls cup playoffs so i'm nervous just because I can, it can go any of those three ways. And I'm going to pull my, uh, my Ted Lasso. You don't know, you know, the, the Roy can't, you don't, they don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. Did, <laughs> it, did, it could be all of those. Did you take that as personally as I did? Did you, did you like <laughs> whenever he's like, we don't me. know because we're not there. I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, easy you, there, Roy. Yeah. Okay. Let's, yeah, let, Roy, let's figure this out. All right. Yeah. Roy can't stare directly into my soul and <laughs> called me out for the fraud that I am. Yeah, so that, yeah. that one, that one hurt big time. But, but again, that's what makes me nervous is because, uh, we're going to find out who the G's really are in this home stretch right. and good, bad, or ugly. We're, we're going to find out, we're going to know who this team is, I think by the end of September. So I think, um, you know, if they go, if they split, the, they can't split the record because there's an odd number of games, but you know, a couple wins, if they get, you know, six points, seven points out of, out of this month, I don't think that's bad because there's a big enough separation between the fourth spot that they're in right now. And right. then keeping that home playoff spot and the teams that are below them. I think if they can get six or seven points over these next five games, that's that keeps them above water and uh, on that home playoff line, which I think should be the goal for this team by the end of the season is maintaining a home playoff game. I think winning the West is kind of going to be out of the question. Supporter shield is out of the question, but I think a home playoff game is a fair goal to be set and they want to maintain above that line. I think that's, that's my expectation for them. Uh, to close out the season. I mean, big, big news today that MLS released sort of the postseason schedule that was going to come out. And uh, and the the big news from that, and we'll have plenty of time to dive into that and get everybody. But the big news from that is that MLS will have a playoff game Thursday evening of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah. day, they will be going up against the NFL. Um, t- technically, even not against the NFL, though, as well, because it's on Fox. So the NFL game will be earlier, and then it will transition into that MLS game. 
30.3 million people watched this. If I remember the, the stats correct, I'm going off the top of my head. 30.3 30, 30. million people watched the Cowboys play uh, last mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, and this game will technically follow that. So the the on, on Big Fox even. So the potential for huge numbers. It's funny when you say that, because I, I did not know that you're breaking news. And again, maybe that's just because I have, I've been, you know, I'm working. You're now. working. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, How dare you? <laughs> what's that all about? Yeah. Um, uh, but again, when you first said, I'd say, oh, what a disaster. They're going to play on Thanksgiving. Of course, the Galaxy are going to end up drawing that game. Oh, yeah. That's what's going to happen. Against They're going to playing on Thanksgiving against, against Seattle, Seattle mm-hmm. away at Seattle. Yes. That's how it, that's just how it has to work. But then when you think about it from a league perspective, supporting local soccer, supporting MLS, wanting it to grow. It's, it's kind of, you know, sneaky like a fox. It's a great move. You're going to get a lot of eyeballs. When things happen, people grit their teeth and say, why are they doing this? But it's captive audience. A lot of people are going to be home. Right. I mean, most people are home during that time, and I think they're going to be able to capitalize on that and get eyeballs on those games, especially if it's a, a sexy matchup like a Seattle versus a LA Galaxy in the first round. Uh, of the Western it, Conference playoffs. Yeah, yeah I, who I th- knows? I think it's. I think it ends up being a little bit further into that. I think it's like the the quarterfinal or something like that in order to get there. Even, but yeah, but it, even it, better, even juicier. It will be important. Um, it will be important. It'll be a big game. It'll. it'll be, oh, by the way, uh, Feel the Burn brings up what I think is a pertinent question at this point. Um, speaking that you know it's already fall, and anybody who tells me it's still summer, I will punch straight in the mouth. It is fall, as far as I'm concerned. I don't care if it's 100 degrees outside. It is fall. We're just going to pretend it's fall and we do what we always do. We force fall into existence. I have the pumpkin candle burning in in the studio right now. So I'm I'm feeling that nice, you know, calm pumpkin zen. Uh, But the the really important thing that we have to know is what what is the best dish for for Thanksgiving? I mean, are you a ham guy or a turkey guy or do you not even care about any of that stuff? Is Thanksgiving really about the sides? Thanksgiving is about the sides. That's where I land. I, I, I think the, the, the turkey can be hit or miss depending on who's doing it. The ham can be hit or miss, but the sides always hit. You know, you, you have the, the cream corn, you have the, the, the candied yams. There, there, are a lot, there are a lot of contenders on the side, uh, the side category. The stuffing, a good stuffing, nothing like a good stuffing. So uh, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. But I think uh, the, it's a showcase for the sides. You put the main dish on there just because course you need that protein but it's really uh I'm, I'm team sides when it comes to thanksgiving can, can i tell you that uh while i pretend and i will tell people that i like you know vegetables on thanksgiving that there is ne'er a vegetable that hits my plate on thanksgiving because i'm like no 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 there is there is stuffing and there is mashed potatoes and there is gravy to cover all of that and i don't think i have any yes. room for anything that even resembles healthy i would really like to not not do that an uh, underrated underrated dish cranberry sauce on the ham Homemade cranberry sauce, not the jellied from the from the can. Homemade cranberry sauce on ham, it doesn't doesn't get much better. That's underrated when it's done right. Can can I tell you something that not a lot of people know about me? This is this is inside information. It's probably a HIPAA violation, except that I'm telling it about myself. So, um, is that uh, I'm allergic to cranberries. I like them, but really? I'm I, and when I tell doctors that, they look at me and roll my eyes, and I'm like, really? Give me some cranberries so that way I can show you what it looks like whenever that happens. All right. I, anyway, yeah, that was it. Yep, pin ready. That was it. Yeah. I mean, it's not that's, like I close that, up. That is weird. It's a, weird, right? Well, like you said, you can still have it. So it's not, you're not deathly allergic. But no, just, no. It doesn't way. sit well with you. Like you're, a lactose type of deal. Yeah. I mean. Still yeah, bad news. Yeah, it's, it's not, a, it's not it, good. It's a family show. It's a family, family show. show. All right. We'll continue yeah. on. Uh, the LA Galaxy talk. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. Uh, let's go. The LA Galaxy in the news, but not really in the news, but in the news, kind of. Uh, today, whenever I was looking through all the MLS, and I tell you all this time, all the time, they put out lists and they say, hey, 
you know, this is what's happening in MLS and we have these stats that we want to tell you. And so one of the things and one of the first things that caught my eye is that they wanted to point out that Greg Vanny and Caleb Porter are both chasing win number 100 in Major League Soccer. Greg Vanny is just two wins away, 98 wins, 76 losses, 51 ties, um, a point five four nine percentage there. Uh, Caleb Porter is 97, 82 and 71 on ties, uh, 0.530 percentage on that. Um, the really interesting thing here is just that Greg Vanny is two away from 100 and that will come with the LA Galaxy and you imagine it will come this season. It better come this season. Freaking only two more wins. Anyway, um, I don't want to see bad soccer. I've been blessed with seeing good soccer. I do not want to see the Galaxy suddenly collapse and fold and decide that they don't want to play good soccer anymore. I've, I've, I've suffered too much for too long uh, with with bad soccer. But anyway, uh, Greg Vanny, only two wins away from 100. Here's the other fun part of this list. Let's go down the list of all-time winningest coaches in Major League Soccer and find out how many of them coached for the LA Galaxy. Siggy Schmidt is number one with 240 wins. Bruce Arena, just six wins behind him. So two, ta- two LA Galaxy coaches there. And you could say with Bruce Arena, a large portion of his wins came with the LA Galaxy. Siggy Schmidt started a, a lot of his career with the LA Galaxy and, and did that as well. So you could say that some of, some of those wins came, but probably Siggy's more known for Seattle yeah. wins than, than anything else. But I was going to say, we'll, we'll happily claim Siggy and, and, and the success that he brought on the early years. Right. But it is fair to point out, those are mostly... Seattle. He had an excellent run in Seattle, and that's where the most of the most of those come from. In addition to Columbus as well, he had success there. Um, it says uh, so. Siggy Schmidt, Bruce Arena, uh, Bob Bradley is in there as well. Dominic Kinnear, LA Galaxy coach, even for a little bit, uh, was, right. is, is certainly associated with Frankie Yallop is an LA Galaxy mm-hmm. coach. Uh, let's see, Ben Olsen is not. Jason Christ is not. Oscar Pereja, Stevie Nickel, no. Greg Vanny, yes. Caleb Porter, you know, he. What, what did you say? Whatever we we started about <laughs> Caleb Porter, I said, you know, technically not a Galaxy coach, but he did sit courtside at a Laker game. So that's like, what, I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express. So that's, that's not all, a doctor, but. But we, we can we can say almost Galaxy coach. Almost Caleb a Galaxy Porter. coach. But anyway, so there is a race right now between Greg Vanny and Caleb Porter. I will say that the way Columbus is playing, that the Greg Vanny has a good chance of beating Caleb Porter to that. But at the same time, the Galaxy aren't playing very well either. So you want to see your coach get win number 100 just two away from that. So uh, we'll see whenever they go to Colorado. Now, there was even more stuff, though, uh, whenever you looked at this. And I thought this was really interesting. And they were highlighting the New England Revolution. Now, we're talking about record in one goal games and the most wins in those games and we're not even all the way through the season right now and the new england revolution have played 15 one goal games all right 15 one goal games and they've won 13 of them okay they are outpacing everybody by a large margin 0.867 is their winning percentage in that time uh the san jose earthquakes in 2013 had 13 wins four losses in there as well. Uh, the fun thing, though, is you go down here, 2011, the LA Galaxy, which we all remember the 2011 LA Galaxy wore a score goal and parked the bus because you were going to win yep. that game. Uh, 12 wins, uh, one loss, and a .923 winning percentage in one goal games. Uh, that is the highest on the list, by the way. Um, so that's that's really interesting. The other thing that I thought was interesting, you can look down at the 2002 LA Galaxy, 12 wins, um, eight losses, though, in that as well. So actually one of the more underperforming teams. But whenever you look at the 2011 LA Galaxy, the same year, the Seattle Sounders were doing the same thing uh, yeah. with 12 wins in five losses in the same year. And of course, we know the LA Galaxy Supporter Shield winners and MLS Cup winners in 2011 and did go through Seattle in order to do that. So um, I just thought it was an interesting uh, look. I, Eric, this chart tells me something really important, though. Okay. To me, this is the sign of a really, really good team. I stole your thunder. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. I was, I, I was going to say, we're, we're not on camera, so you didn't get to see me throw my hands up yeah. in the air. But you're absolutely right. And that's why... 
I'm your co-host because we very much are aligned. And I think that's why you brought the chart up. And that's why we're mentioning as a mentioning it. This is the mark of a good team. When you're able to score a goal, park the bus, or maybe you don't play that well, but you're still able to kind of get that shock goal on the road or whatever it is. I think the mark of championship teams are being able to put away those one zero games and not, you know, not having it all fall off the rails late and losing your focus. I think this is a hallmark of championship teams. And you see the teams and the years where those teams went on those runs with those high percentages. Those are, you know, one of some of the better uh, teams in MLS work. So we see what Bruce was doing in new England last season. You see what he's doing this season and the guy knows how to win championships in major league soccer and the team that he has set up this year. I think they're, they're they look like they're heavy favorite favorites to win M- MLS cup and rightfully so. And that hallmark just kind of aligns with exactly what we're seeing. All right. By the way, uh, there is a lot of Turkey talk in the chat room. I would just like to point that out. <laughs> I that I, if, you go, if you go watch the, uh, the la the, uh, the, the live chat replay during this, whenever you go there, you could get in on that Turkey talk as well. So, uh, actually in the comment section of the video, anywhere you want to add us, however it goes, tell us what, what, what your favorite side is slash favorite main dish. Like if you, if you're like, Oh, a deep fried turkey is the, the turducken is the way to go. You got to get the turducken, oh, you know, John Madden turducken turducken. Um, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and also say, well, while we have, you know, the people watching here, I think there's some people who mention it in the chat. If you're watching live, you enjoy what we're doing, hit the like button. Just kind of, you know, helps helps the Corner of the Galaxy channel pop up a little bit more. And uh, I just, I've always wanted to say that. Smash you, that like button. You, I was going to say, you have to say smash the like button. And then, <laughs> and then you know, you got to gotta give there. There we go. Smash there that like button. You got you to gotta really go crazy with it whenever you do. Like and subscribe for more bo- Galaxy box openings. Uh, another quick chart we're going to get to, and then we're going to get to the LA Galaxy's media call, call, was they're talking the most goals the first 100 games of career. Um, this is, I believe it's in MLS, and so whenever they're looking at MLS and, and sort of looking at that, it's Joseph Martinez, and the reason they were highlighting this was because of Joseph Martinez, and he has 83 goals for the first 100 games. I think the, that 100 games ends this next game. I think he hits the 100 games. So 83 goals in that amount of time. Carlos Ruiz, LA Galaxy legend there, 67 goals through the first 100 games of his his career, Robbie Keane, 66 goals. Um, and then the one other um, one that I really wanted to highlight, of course, was uh, famous LA Galaxy striker, uh, Juan Pablo Angel, who scored all those goals. JPA. I'm sure. Yeah, JPA. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was that was it. Um, this was one more. Just the the last one that they sort of put up. Most games played on one team. Um, this one is just interesting. If, if you look for the LA galaxy, it's Kobe Jones. It has been Kobe Jones with 306. Yeah. And I think everybody knows that, but I like to remind people every once in a while that, uh, you know, the, the work that Kobe Jones put into the early part of the LA galaxy, he played every game for a long time. Yeah. And, and you're going to, you're going to hear me, you know, die on this hill quite a bit and came up during the Beckham statue last, last year. And then we have the Landon Donovan statue unveiling coming up this season. Uh, but I think when you see those as kind of the quote-unquote faces of the LA Galaxy, but when you look at games played, years of service, Kobe Jones really uh, is kind of the original face of the LA Galaxy. So I know, you know, there's that Legends Plaza. I'm sure the statue is coming. But uh, when we're talking about, like, who deserves to get a statue and which one should come first, Kobe Jones skyrockets to the top of my list. So I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure it's coming. It, but that that kind of proves it with the years of service and number of games he played for the Galaxy. I would be shocked shocked if he isn't the next one right he has to be the next one i I understood david beckham you can argue it i get it and that's fine but also i understand why they would do that with david beckham and then you look at kobe joe and then you look at landon donovan totally get it that makes sense can't get mad can't get mad mad at it no yeah but the next one has to be kobe jones right and people are gonna be like oh it could be robbie Keane. it could be 
<laughs> I don't think they're going to do that, though. It has to be Kobe yeah. Jones. It feels like it's Kobe Jones. Yeah. All that yeah. stuff is pointing in that direction. All right. Uh, there were seven players called in international duty. All of them are on their way back. We have some interesting stuff to talk about them and, and when they'll be available, that type of thing. Uh, but just wanted to give you the, the minutes total that I was able to pull this morning. So Danilo Acosta ended up playing 90 minutes for Honduras total out of all the games. Jonathan Dos Santos played just 45 minutes for Mexico uh, through all three of their games. And remember, we told you on the Monday show that he was injured. We didn't know how what the extent was. He did play 45 minutes, which shows that perhaps it was minor. Yeah. And he, and he started too. yeah, that's the important mm-hmm. thing. He started in that game, went 45 minutes. So he seems like he'll come back and be available for the LA Galaxy when he comes back. Uh, Nico Hamelainen, 105 minutes. I think they only had two games through that. Uh, Carlos Harvey. Um, I didn't see any minutes on his uh, registered da- playing for Panama, but that's not surprising. I saw him on the bench a couple times, but didn't see anything else. Sebastian Legette, 140 he minutes. Did. Yeah, did he? Carlos Harvey, he got a jersey exchange with Jonathan Dos Santos. So I, I at saw the that. very least. I saw at that. At the very least, he got that. He did. Um, Carlos Harvey uh, with zero minutes. Sebastian Legette, 140 minutes. Um, and I think if everybody sort of watched everything that went on with that, you could see that he was a, uh, a lightning uh, bug for the U.S. men's national team in the second half uh, and even got Taylor Twelman to, qu- to, to, qu- to say nice things about him on Twitter. Um, so that was good for Sebastian Legette. Uh, Ryan uh, Ravellison got 180 minutes playing for Madagascar. That's a lot of minutes for, for that dude. Mm-hmm. So, um, but and lo- I was going to say that's a lot of miles too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then O'Neill Fisher, I could track 11 minutes for him with Jamaica uh, through their three games that they had. So those are all the seven players that will be coming back. Now, those are, they're supposed to start arriving, I heard, on Friday, which means a limited number of them may be available for Saturday, and I think Greg Vanny's going to sort of have to... He said there were a whole bunch of things. But let's get into the media call on what Greg Vanny said today, um, and we start with uh, the Chicharito. I don't think this was a surprise, right? We all sort of anticipated that this yeah. was probably going to be it. I mean... Well, to devil's advocate, the other side of this is I, I've been expecting Chicharito to come back for the last... That whole stretch in August... I was, you know, I was hopefully kind of hanging on to the words of Greg Fanny saying, you know, well, the way he's talking, maybe Chicharito comes back this game. Maybe he's on the bench this game. Right. I, I was <laughs> devil's advocate. You could have said after the winter, the, the winter break, after the international break, you, we could have said, oh, he's still rehabbing or he re-aggravated. I wouldn't have been shocked about that either. Right. But from what we were hearing, he was on track. And it looks like everything's on track. So it, fingers crossed. It was finally on tra- track this end, yeah. right? It wasn't it was on, on track. track. On track. Yeah, yeah. It was finally <laughs> it on track or on track on track. If they finally got it to the point. So it seemed like it was going. I, I did a, a Rapids podcast with my friend uh, Matt, um, which and we say friend because we've never actually met each other, but we've talked to each other uh, a bunch of times. So you can Is check that, that out. Matt Pollard. Matt right? Pollard. Yeah, Matt Pollard. Yeah, yeah. He's a legend on Twitter. He, he, hey, absolutely. We were talking about the time he got us on uh, ESPN FC whenever um, there was a horrible call against him. Remember when Rolf Felcher got kicked yep. in the kicked in the, the chest? Fotis, yeah. The Fotis Bazakos game. I still remember that. It's, it still hurts like Roy Kent oh. staring into my soul. I still remember that referee's name. And the, the debacle that ensued. So uh, hopefully that's not foreshadowing of what's coming up I don't know. <laughs> this it, weekend. It happened. But anyway, I, I did with Matt and I was saying, I expect Chicharito. That was on Tuesday night. And I was like, I expect him to be available. That's what I'm seeing. And that's what I'm expecting. So um, it seems like that's all going through. So let's hear Greg Vanny talk about Chicharito a little bit here and uh, have him tell you instead of us. So here he is, Greg Vanny. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's doing great. I mean, part of us holding him out of that week of all-star not holding him out but him not being a part of the all-star and and lafc was to give him that time to recover he's trained all week uh with the group um and he's you know he's done well he feels good looks good so uh he'll be available this week and we'll try to 
work together with him and and make sure that we create the right the right loads and schedule just to get through this really busy week. But we want to see as much of him as we as we can without you know putting him in a tough situation. But uh, he'll be ready to go. All right, there you go. A little uh, little Greg Vanny information there. Um, it, you know, he seems like. He, he, Everything he said so far about Chicharito, and he talked about a little bit later about him in training, and he talked about him, you know, looking looking well, saying that he scored a couple goals in eleven v eleven scrimmage. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to break down about Chicharito because realistically, Chicharito wasn't on this team when most of the the newer players. Yeah, the good things started happening, yeah. right? And the new signings coming in. Yeah. yeah, and and so I mean, you know, he had ten goals for the first ten games, then missed twelve games, right? I mean, that's where we're at right now. Um, so he seems really, you know, Greg Vanny seems optimistic about where he is and it's not only that they gave him rest but not only the rest but he's been able to do training you know with the whole team this whole week so he hasn't missed any training he's staying on on track all that stuff it really says that things look like you know he's everybody's sort of pointed in the right direction with him and it's not like they're rushing him back at all this is a guy who feels he's not 100% you can't be game fit right so you're not 100% but he's you know in that 80% that 75% and Victor Vasquez says you know I know he's not 100% but getting him back is going to be uh going to be huge well you you look at the stat sheet he still leads the teams in goals obviously uh still in the top 2 in terms of shots on target uh, you know, co-leader with uh, Kevin Cabral. So the fact that he's missed 12 games and still is leading category, stat sheet categories for the LA Galaxy tells how hot of a start he got at. Got at. So even if you're, like Victor Vasquez said, and like you said, if he's not 100%, an 80% Chicharito, still going to be good for some goals, still going to be good for some shots, create some havoc, he's going to use the, make those intelligent runs. So uh, give, give me an 80% Chicharito all day uh, if he's available. I, I think if you're looking at this in terms of what can you expect from him on Saturday, I think you're looking at a substitute appearance. Um, you know, I think what Larry, who was on the full conference call, I came in a little bit late, um, but Larry said that, uh, you know, he thought maybe he'd even come in for the second 45 minutes. And I said, it'll depend on where it is. I could see 30 minutes for sure. Um, I don't know about, you know, full 45. That seems like that yeah. might stretch. Plus, it, it kind of depends on which way the LA Galaxy are at, right? Correct. It depends on how, how did the first half look? How are they looking? Are there points on the table to be that, you know, can be stolen or is it, uh, you know, going to be kind of like when I went to watch the FC, FC Dallas game where that game was done at halftime and we were just happy, uh, happy to get out of there alive pretty yeah. much and not have heat stroke. So if it's going that way, then don't expect to see Chicharito. But it also with Dejan Jovalich, you know, he got his goals uh, on that El Trafico that last game that the Galaxy played. So you feel confident with him in there and getting, you know, getting those minutes and him possibly putting you in a good situation and then that you know allows you so that's kind of the flexibility now that you have that second striker uh it doesn't have that pressure that says okay it's tied zero zero we're really struggling i guess we have to bring on an 80 percent chicharito at altitude and hope for the best you know it's possible that they could take care of business and uh and and not have to worry about getting chicharito those minutes or maybe just give them you know 20 minutes 30 minutes keep it simple you know you don't have to force it but obviously colorado with where they're sitting and how they've been playing uh, I don't think you can go in there expecting points, but given it, you know, you never know how things shake out in this league, where things happen. Uh, so, you know, if, depending on the situation, I agree with you that that depends on how much we'll see Chicharito. I don't think there'll be anything. Uh, Vanny's not going to go in there and say, I'm giving you 45 minutes. It's going to be all situational. Um, it, it's really interesting because you look, he's Chicharito still tied for seventh in MLS with the 10 goals. Like he's not that far off the MLS goals yeah. lead. And Rui Diaz, by the way, is the leader at 14. So he's only four goals away. I mean, you know, Chicharito gets on a hot streak in the second half in Colorado. He could close that gap in one game, score four goals in the, in the, in the last 30 minutes, and away you go, right? Yeah. Um, Maybe not Colorado, Colorado, but I'm, I'm circling that uh, 
uh, Central American Heritage Night midweek against Houston. Houston. That's that's where I think the fireworks happen. Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be that's that is one of those games where you're like, that's three points. And and we'll we can discuss that as we get a little further in. Um, It's interesting, though. It's not like the Galaxy haven't scored goals. They've scored 18 goals in 12 games, Eric, but they're four, five and three without Chicharito. There's something missing, right? And uh, certainly you look at the first you know, 10 games, the LA galaxy did run up the scores on some guys and sort of just out outscored them rather than kept them off the, uh, off the scoreboard. And so I think that's where you're missing it. They, the galaxy were scoring enough goals at the beginning with Chicharito banging, you know, two in one in other guys getting in on the thing to, to get wins. Um, and without him, they haven't gotten that second goal or they haven't gotten that third goal that sort of puts them and separates them from the rest of the things. And I think that the galaxy did a very good job early in the season of scoring early, right? Getting Chicharito going before everybody really gets settled. You score in the first 20, 25 minutes of the game. And all of a sudden that's a much better place to be playing from. Changes right. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, so super interesting whenever you look at the, uh, at, at the record that the LA galaxy have without Chicharito. So yeah. it's almost like getting a designated player, like, <laughs> like in the middle of or, the season, right. Or, or, uh, you know, an off season signing. It's like, you're getting a new player because that's why I'm nervous and excited at the same time, because at the beginning of the season, the narrative and what everyone was talking about is, you know, do the Galaxy go through Chicharito too much? Are they forcing it through Chicharito? But, you know, with 10 goals in 10 games, you can't fault that given their record and how well they were playing. Yeah, force it through Chicharito. You know, you, you don't break. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And so the question was when he was out, where are the goals going to come from because they were so dependent on them? Well, the goals came. They did. And, and, and I'm happy to see that the goals came. So that's why I'm excited because now the Galaxy figured out how to score without him. And then they obviously knew how to score when he was here. So now can we put this together and put together, you know, I, we've been waiting, I think for, you know, 12 games. I think we saw it. A, <laughs> we've been waiting for a few seasons for that, that five, zero, that, that four, zero shutout, that spanking, uh, the galaxy haven't had that, like put, you know, put your foot on their throat. They haven't really done that to, to an opponent in recent years, aside from probably that last central American heritage night, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Kansas city, that seven, two, that wild game there. Um, but you know, you, you like to see those. That's also the one zero games are marks of championship teams, but I think championships teams also, you know, bury teams. They have those five zeros, those four ones. I think the galaxy in 2014, towards the end of the season, they were, they were spanking teams getting those four zeros, four ones. Uh, you know, that that's, that's a hallmark of a championship team as well. So I'd like to see at least one performance like that. in these last couple months to close out the season. Uh, the, the other part of this, obviously with Chicharito coming back is also the internationals coming back. We sort of hinted at, uh, you know, what Greg Vanny had said, I'm going to let Greg Vanny tell you about it. And then we can have a little bit of discussion here. I can, I can give you a little a bit of information on, uh, on exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have different, different variables that, that are going on with a few of the guys. Some is just travel distance. Uh, some is vaccinations and whether guys are vaccinated or not. And if they arrive back and aren't vaccinated, then they, they'll obviously have quarantines that they'll have to fulfill. Um, some of the guys will be ready and we'll just get to find out where they're at kind of physically, uh, upon their arrival and, uh, and then set up their minutes and their involvement according to kind of where we feel they are and where they feel they are physically. So those variables apply for, for different guys. And so, um, you know, we, we suspect at least we'll get two or three back and available for Saturday and, and probably the remainder of the group as we move into next week. All right. There you go. Little Greg Vanny. Now this is, I will tell you right now. The first time that Greg Vanny has mentioned vaccinations in regards to players, because we've been waiting for a reason to ask the question, which is how many LA Galaxy players are 
are vaccinated and unvaccinated. He's telling you right now that there are some. We don't know how many, yeah. right? But there's at least one. There's at least two. It sounded like there's at least two. If we're playing the game, there's at least two in here. Mm -hmm. There's players who aren't vaccinated, so that's two. Um, there are seven guys on international duty. They're not going to give you the individual status, nor should they. I don't have any problems with that. Um, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm with you. I don't. I don't think you have to go to that declaration. That's a violation. It's like no, they they don't have to disclose it, and that's okay. But Vanny also played his hand, saying. <laughs> they're going to get some players back and some players have to quarantine. So if you see players on the team sheet and they're available, that gives you a pretty big clue that there's a vaccination there. And if they're not, then that lets you narrow it down on who might not be, not that it's right, wrong or indifferent, but it gives you a clue on, uh, you know, I think I've been doing a lot of fantasy football drafts and, you know, there's the COVID protocols going on in the NFL and yep. like the most, if you go watch any program or read any article, the, the, the like quote of the year is, the best ability is availability. And I think this is an example of that, that if a player is coming back from international duty, but they can't play right away, then that's that's a hindrance. So regardless of what your thoughts are, it puts the team in a negative situation. And there's going to be another international break coming in, uh, coming up in the next month. So again, does that hinder their availability? Does that you know have an impact on the team? And it does. It, it could have a negative impact on the team. And we'll find out which players those are uh, by process of elimination. Yeah. And, and I, I think that there will be some some assumptions being made and that's fine. By the way, Feel the Berm says that would be a hippo yeah. violation. And I don't know if that's on <laughs> purpose or not, but I was it cracking. It is. Okay. It's a hippo <laughs> violation. Now. So, so again, it, we, and so I, 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 obviously I heard Greg Vanny say this and I was not, um, I was not here uh, or I was not at the front of that call whenever that happened. And I probably would have had the follow-up question if I, if I did. And I would have asked Greg Vanny, what percentage of the first team is vaccinated? That's not a HIPAA violation. I know everybody wants to pretend that is understanding a whole is not understanding the individual parts. We're not asking if, you know, Eric Vieira is vaccinated. Uh, we're not asking, you know, if, uh, if, uh, let's see, Bruce arena is vaccinated. We're not asking these individual questions we're asking as a whole. And we've seen sports teams across different sports release that information. And we know, and by the way, I think famously, it was an NWSL team that was the first one to come out and say they were hundred percent vaccinated and they were good to go. And there's some other uh, MLS teams. And I don't remember. I that was the, yeah, the Sac Republic, I believe. Yeah, it, yeah. It, yeah, it could have been. And and I, I think there was a, I think Orlando, the ladies may have also been one of the ones that was 100%. Like there was all these things that were sort of going in there. And so I asked the LA Galaxy if they could give me the percentage after all this call because I, I, I sent out a text message and I, you know, I got a, I got a little pushback, obviously. I don't think we can give you that information. It would be a violation. I, it's not. It's not a violation of their personal information. Here's what I can confirm and what the LA Galaxy confirmed for me. Um, at least up to this point, I can tell you um, that the LA Galaxy have met the 85% threshold that MLS put forth in order to not have to go through extra COVID uh, testing stuff right now for unvaccinated players. They may have to have COVID tests every week, that type of thing, and they have to get tested more than the vaccinated ones. But there were certain things that you had to get above the 85%. Now, this is not players. That's not 85% players. That is 85% of the of tier one Employees, tier one employees include uh, players, trainers, coaches, front office staff who interact with the players on a regular basis. Right. So it's actually a much wider net. Um, mm -hmm. So if there's a wider net and more people and if you understand that all salaried employees of AEG that are not subject to a collective bargaining agreement have been mandated with that as well. You can yeah. get, that means That's that the there actually could be a bunch of LA Galaxy players who are not if you take it at the lower 
85%. Um, we don't know what that number is because they haven't shared it with us. But I'll tell you right now, as it affects sports and the sporting and the availability, Eric, it will become more and more of a story. And we've been waiting for this. So this is this was one of the things that, you know, uh, Greg Vanny said, he talked about the, the different things. So this is going to be one of those things that gets put into place. Otherwise, those unvaccinated players, depending on where they came from and all that stuff, now they have to quarantine and do all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah, that, that's just, it's the world we're living in now. And I think, uh, you know, whenever this topic comes up, inevitably there's always some type of comment in the chat or some type of response uh, on social media. But the reality is this is something that impacts the play on the field. It impacts player availability. And so you have to have that discussion. So I think it's totally within, uh, you know, it's inbounds to to ask questions about what percentage of the, of the players are vaccinated because it gives you a clue. But you mentioned it right there. We talked about um, you know, employees of AEG and talking about how there's some mandates going on and some things about them meeting the threshold, but also it's players who are part of the collective bargaining agreement that's outside of that. So that, you know, uh, impacts it. So it, it might not be a huge impact, but it does have an impact on it. And it is, that's why we're having this conversation. So I'm just going to throw it out, that out there. It's important to have this conversation because it absolutely has an impact on the field. I can't concentrate. They're making hippo jokes in the chat room. I know. And, and I can't, <laughs> I like, you don't understand. Those are like some serious dad jokes. And my dad, I, I hope everybody realized I have dad joke energy. This is my, this is my yeah. jam right here. And they said, um, you know, Marvin said, uh, would you get one as a pet talking about it? You know, the hippos, he said, would you get one as a pet? You know, hypothetically speaking, I can't, I can't, I can't make that. That's that, you know, that would be a little hypocritical of me. That was like, uh, I can't see. I just can't. Yeah, and ever since they got rid of hi, hippo Gonzalez, hippo Gonzalez, hippo, hippo, so again, hippo. I, think, I think I see that in the chat hippo, popping up as hippo. well. So anyway, hippo, yeah, this is off the rails. Here we go. This is how things start. Right. This is how nicknames start. This is how weird. Like you know, like who was who was the band? Was it uh, the Foo Fighters who got Mentos thrown at them? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. This this because of the music video. Yep. Yep. Because they did the music video and they had the Mentos and then they had Mentos. This is how. Next thing we know, we're doing a live show and they start throwing hippos at us. I mean, you know, there you go. this is it could happen. How it happens. It could happen. Um. Anyway, so uh, so there was that. Uh, the other stuff that we're sort of saying. Uh, Greg Vanny talked a little bit about the break. I would implore you to go over to cornerofthegalaxy.com where we have the full. Um, uh, media called. You can go ahead and, and listen to that. Although apparently I put some music in the middle somewhere whenever I was editing and doing something and then I didn't find it. So I'll replace that in the morning, but go, go, go have fun and, and do that anyway. And, and, and smash that like button. And smash like that and like button. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. Um, your hottest hip, hippo takes. That's uh, on Colorado. Uh, Greg Vanny talking about Colorado and saying, listen, um, you know, with the altitude certainly is an issue. Uh, by the way, Larry looked it up 5,200 feet. Uh, you know, I think whenever you look at RSL, it's a little over 4,000 feet whenever you play there. So, um, it does matter. I always said that's, I think that's log, 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 logarithmic, log, logarithm, not logarithm. It's whenever it is exponential in I'm out. yeah okay anyway so I'm out. <laughs> so so <laughs> this is my <laughs> this is actually part of my degree i should know this um I was, but I was, say, I was in no way going to help you you're yeah, on your own I know. the percentage of oxygen in the air whenever you're closer to like the bottom like under eighteen thousand feet is two-thirds of the atmosphere is underneath eighteen thousand feet and i know those numbers are a little off but that's what i remember off the top of my head so two-thirds of the atmosphere is under that as you go up you don't lose uh, uh, oxygen linear linearly linear 
You don't lose it linearly. Uh, you lose it, um, you know, exponentially. And so it goes. So even the difference between, you know, 1,200 feet or something like that can put together a, a real problem for this guy's. Um, and so, you know, Greg Vanny talked about it. I thought it was super interesting just the way that he talks about it. Um, and he says, you know, away games are already challenging. You have the timing of the travel, you have the proximity of the games and how close they are. And then he goes, and it's altitude is not something you see all the time, a little bit in Salt Lake. He goes, but really in Colorado. And he goes, guys go through physical stress. that They're not used to at altitude. And I think you hear Kobe Jones talking about it all the time too. Um, which is sort of like you, you have to run and you have to play your way through it, right? It's one of those, you have to go out there, you have to lose your first wind and you have to gain the second wind. And it's not something yeah. that professional athletes are used to. And even whenever they've played there all the time, he also pointed out in the, in the media call, he says, and Robin Frazier knows this, he goes, he knows when to put pressure on. And so you will see the Colorado Rapids really like to apply a lot more pressure in the second half when people are tired and playing against them and trying to do that. I mean, why wouldn't you, um, this is yeah. why Colorado should always be technically a playoff team is because they have this huge advantage of playing at altitude all the time. Um, that's where so they live. That's advantage. where they train. You you need yeah. to take that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think there was a, a study about a, a team that a track and field team that was always uh, in, in like the state finals at a big bear because when they practice and they train, they were running at altitude. And so their lungs were just better suited and they were able to take in more oxygen. And so they were always more successful at these track meets because of how they train. So you're right. It's a true home field advantage uh, because they train on it. And it makes sense when you see these players talk about it. I think you, you've, uh, you know, Kobe Jones, like you said, has talked about it. They say the end of the games is where you start to see kind of the wheels fall off. Because especially if you travel in and you try to not to acclimate first, it's like your body doesn't know what's going on until later in the game. And that's exactly where it all goes wrong. And it's kind of going back to that uh, that uh, game that we were talking about where the referee had that call, uh, you know, because the late the late kind of craziness. That's why those games always kind of have wild endings. It's because the players get tired. It gets, you know, a little it goes a little bit off the rails like our chat bin has been uh, this entire evening. And it's because of that altitude and the players, it starts to impact uh, their bodies the later the game goes on. Yeah, it, it's about being smart. And I go back to, you know, sort of the Barcelona mentality, right? The Barcelona mentality is uh, run little, run smart, which I always, it, that's the direct translation. It's, you know, it means don't run a lot. And if you do run, be smart with your runs. And to me, that that needs to be preached more because we see in USL, we see in Major League Soccer guys who just want to sprint up and down the field for 90 minutes. Right. And you can't do that. Can't do that against um, well, Colorado. Yes. That, that almost used to be like the quote unquote American style was we're going to out hustle you. You know, they may not have the, the technical skill, but they're going to run all over you and they're going to be, you know, athletically ready to go. That kind of used to be a hallmark uh, of American soccer. So it's interesting that that's uh, it's the antithesis of the Barcelona Academy <laughs> there. But but it's it, it's it's a strategy. Yeah, yeah, it is. By the way, feel the berm uh, pulled pulled out our numbers here. Twenty point nine percent effective oxygen at sea level. Seventeen point three percent at five thousand feet. That's not that much of a difference. Whenever you look at that. Um, I, by the way, if you ever want to know what my background is to this, I actually was uh, uh, I took physiology classes in college. And I have been in altitude chambers many, many times, um, altitude chambers up to about 18,000 feet where we would take off our oxygen masks and then do tasks, right? Like you would have to write your name. You're like, come on, anybody can do that. 
at airline level altitudes, you might have as little as anywhere between 10 and 12 seconds and maybe even something something a little less of actual usable oxygen before you pass out. That's how little time if you lose cabin pressure at 39,000 feet you have before you're just passed out. Um, and it's why planes can just drift off into nothing um, and, and you will never be heard from again. Spirit, yeah. yeah, you know, that those types of things. Um, and so uh, if you ever want to, my, my greatest uh, sort of, the greatest hits I had in the, uh, in the altitude chamber was, um, that I took my mask off. And then at 18,000 feet, we had anywhere between a minute and 90 seconds, maybe as much as two minutes of useful oxygen, useful oxygen before you would pass out. But your mental capacity starts to diminish very rapidly. So we would do these puzzles like writing your name and the whole deal. Well, about a minute into mine, actually not even a minute, like 45 seconds into mine, I decided that I didn't want to do that anymore. And one of the signs of hypoxia, by the way, uh, is that you get euphoric. All right. So you're very happy. I like where, I, I like where the story is going. Yes. Go on. Yes. So you're very happy with all this. Um, you, you learn your signs of hypoxia, which is why it's useful for aviators and why it was one of the things uh, my pinkies start to go numb. Right. So whenever my pinkies start to come numb, because technically you start losing uh, feeling in your extremities because the oxygen isn't getting to your extremities, your body starts to pull that oxygen in closer to protect the center of the body. Right. So I would sit there and uh, my pinkies would start to get numb. And I remember that. But I don't remember the rest of the part, which was them going, hey, Josh, you're going to die if you don't put your mask on. And this was part of the stuff. Right. And they have safety people in there to put your mask on for you in case you pass out. So I'm and I was just sitting there like, Josh, you're going to die. And I'm like, cool. All right. Awesome. <laughs> what so, a way to go. What a way to go. So I, I was super happy. I was like, they should rent that place out for uh, for uh, for for all sorts of different uh, things like birthdays and and all things like that. So um, but no, it was a lot of fun. We had a good time doing it. And, and you know, it was we learned a lot in that as well. So um, I was pretty happy with uh, with just that stuff. So that's my background in it. And, you know, it was it was it was sort of fun to do and uh, and look at. Um, I was going to say, if you're looking at you know, the rest of this, um, and just, uh, Greg Vanny talking about Robin Frazier and you know, Colorado and the way that they play. And just, you know, the fact is the galaxy think that they played pretty well, um, for a little while, the galaxy think that they, um, that they did a good job against Colorado. And Greg Vanny even says this, he says, you know, we had a lot of chances to go up to one and instead we gave up that goal. He goes, so we can't shoot ourselves in the foot. That's really what he was focusing on here. That's really what he was looking at was trying to make sure, uh, that the LA galaxy were in a position to, to make sure that when they go to Colorado that they could do something, um, uh, that they wouldn't shoot themselves in the foot, that they would be able to, you know, figure out what was going on and how it was sort of going on and, and be able to control this game. And they thought they controlled that game well whenever they had Colorado at their house, but they made the little mistakes. They made the things that weren't right. Uh, they didn't get things done. And because of that, um, you know, they gave up to the, uh, to, they gave it up to, to Colorado. So really it was about making sure you could change those things and making sure you could get back to, uh, you know, sort of things. By the way, Eric says, uh, that he went through a power outage, so he will be, he will be back here, uh, relatively shortly. The other thing I want to make sure that we talk about though, is certainly is day on, uh, Jovalich and Chicharito. And there's been a lot of questions. There was a question about, um, you know, sort of where, he, how these two would be used and how they would be able to, um, you know, be paired together and how they were able to do all these things. Um, and I think that uh, Greg Vanny says, listen, we're going to use them individually. We're going to use them together. Uh, we're going to do all of these things together in order to make sure that we can use them effectively. Uh, and so, you know, expect all of it to happen. Don't expect that, um, you know, don't expect that we're just going to play one. Uh, don't expect that we're just for sure going to play two. Um, 
you know, it's just it's one of those things to take a look at. So let's hear. I think I have a little bit more um, about Chicharito and Greg Vanny talking about and about Jovalich. So let's play that uh, while I work on on getting Eric back. So here is uh, Greg Vanny talking about uh, Dayon and Chicharito. Yeah, I think, you know, as it relates to Javier, uh, obviously physically trying to get him to full fitness, full match fitness, sharpness, getting him integrated into the team. We were, you know, we we found a way to kind of play 11 v 11 this week. Uh, it was nice. Javi scored a couple goals and, you know, which is nice. Anytime you're a striker, regardless of who you're playing against or how, when you score a goal, it, it gives you the right sensation and the right feeling. And uh, so it was good to have him um, get those goals. Um, you know, with he and Dayon, they, they played together some in, in that match, and we're looking at them at times as being a partnership. At times, uh, you know, we'll use them to spell each other in different ways. And so, um, you know, as we set up this game, again, as we get him back, now we have Dayon here and other options. It's trying to get these relationships uh, working together and, and in sync, and it gives us dif- different options and different ways to approach things. And it also, it also just gives us, uh, in some ways, you know, more firepower if we come off the bench with, with one or the other because we don't feel like we can do it together at some time. So, um, so there's a, there's a lot of, lot of opportunity, but there, there are two smart players who playing together the other day were, uh, were pretty clever at reading off of each other and, and, um, and getting chances on goal. So it's definitely something that we're, we're looking into, whether it be this weekend or as, as Javi begins to progress in his fitness and all that, uh, it will be something that we'll see at some, at some point. All right, there a little Greg Vanny uh, talking about Chicharito and, and Dayon and how they could be used together. So again, looking at this team and, and what the LA Galaxy are going to do and how they are going to go about it, um, expect all the options on the table. And I think that's one of the things that you can look at with Greg Vanny, right, is that um, one of the things that he can provide is that he is flexible. He can make the team flexible. He can move guys around. He can do different things. He can change formations when things don't work. And I think he's always been sort of looking at max flexibility, right? Uh, max flexibility is is what you want to see from him um, in this. And and that's what he's getting with Chicharito. That's what he's getting with Dayon. You know, he gets all these players healthy. And I'm trying to think and go through outside of Jonathan Dos Santos, who may still be carrying a little bit of a muscle injury, but still played 45 minutes for Mexico. Uh, it feels like the LA Galaxy are in a healthy position right now. Um, and because of that, I think you have to look at that and say, OK, you know, things are things are happening and, and that uh, that the Galaxy should be in a good position to, um, you know, attack the rest of these 12 games. And the 12 games are not easy. We've gone over the, you know, a little bit of the schedule here already. But, um, you know, these are these are difficult games to sort of figure out. These are difficult games to play. Uh, certainly you have Colorado coming up, which is a very difficult Colorado's in second place. We know that uh, whenever we look at the L.A. Galaxy and the Houston Dynamo, that's a game the Galaxy should win. Traveling away to Minnesota. Minnesota is getting very healthy and wasn't as healthy the last time the Galaxy went up there and won. Um, but that's a difficult game for them. Minnesota looks to be a playoff team. That's going to be a tough one. But at Austin, yes, they're not a playoff team, but they're difficult. At Salt Lake, well, they're a little bit of a mess, and it's sort of hard to figure that out. This is the stretch the LA Galaxy go to. And again, if you're not going to be at Wednesday night's uh, you know, game on September 15th, you will not see another home game for the LA Galaxy um, until they're home and hosting LAFC on October 3rd. And we talked about Landon Donovan uh, coming out 
and getting his statue uh, unveiled on October 3rd. That's when that is. And then there's a home game, um, you know, after the international break. So 10-3 international break. Uh, and then 10-16, you have the LA Galaxy and Portland Timbers. These are the games that you want to see. All these home games for the LA Galaxy really need to be wins if they sort of want to continue to do that. Um, and then what formations and how everything goes through is is such a question mark right now. I don't think we've seen the LA Galaxy with these sort of options before. Uh, but expect guys like Grand Sear or like Cabral to come off the bench. Expect guys like Victor Vasquez, maybe not to start every game, but to come off the bench. Sasha Kleshin gets filled in for some places. Sebastian Legette will fill in. Efrain Alvarez's minutes may get a little smaller. They may get bigger depending on what Greg Vanny wants to see from them. But there's a lot of guys who were quote unquote starters for a little bit that are not starters anymore. Um, and so, uh, we'll see what ends up happening with them and sort of how that goes. Um, but it, it's a, it's a huge, huge thing, uh, whenever you look at the LA galaxy and the ability to have different players, um, going in different places. So, uh, so far I'm not, not getting Eric back. So it looks like I'll end up doing a lot of this stuff, uh, by myself, but he was, you know, he was going to be the one who was doing all sorts of fun things whenever it came to, uh, to, to the standings and all sorts of stuff. It's okay. We'll figure it out. Uh, the Western conference standings as we get ready for this game in, um, in Colorado, the Western conference standings currently have Seattle in that first position, 42 points. Um, then we go ahead with the Colorado Rapids. This is the team. If you look at them and where they're at, um, you can see that the LA Galaxy um, are, or excuse me, that the Colorado Rapids have the best points per game in the Western Conference. Um, definitely something to keep an eye on as, as you go ahead. They, that means that if they sort of keep this pace up, they will finish ahead of the Seattle Sounders right now, um, which is not something I think everybody thought would happen. Um, so Colorado, then you have Kansas City at 40, and then the LA Galaxy. We talked on Monday with Christian Miles about how important it is for the LA Galaxy not to fall into this five, six, seven, eighth, ninth race that's going on and stay up to the one, two, three, and four race uh, with 36 points. Um, the LA Galaxy have to do some work in order to catch back up to everything. So uh, these standings are important. The LA Galaxy want to be really, I, I mean, this is stupid to say, Eric, and, and I think we got you back, but this is stupid to say, but the LA Galaxy, yeah, the LA Galaxy need to be up as high as they can. I'm, I, it's stupid. I'm saying <laughs> win games, you know, that'll help. But yeah, it needs to be up there as so high as they are, can get it. Are you telling me that if they score more goals than their opponents, then they'll be in better shape and get more points? Yes. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, that is, okay. that is what you're hearing. Perfect. So uh, that's yeah, what, and I, yeah. I apologize for cutting out. Also, I had a power outage. Of all the days, this is when the power outage happens. Again, I, I think it's not a coincidence. We're talking about vaccines, and all of a sudden, my power went out. Yeah. I don't know. It seems a little, seems a little fishy. Seems I, a little fishy. You're from Texas. Aren't you used to the power going out? <laughs> oh, wait. No, that's a California there thing, is. too. There's, that's a California. That, I can't even claim that. That's, that's, a, that's a California thing, too. So um, so that's where we're going. Uh, you know, again, these stretches that the LA Galaxy, this is when you want to see them gel. This is when you want to see them come together, Eric, and they need to stay up this. Now, if we go over to... 538 in terms of the standings that they have and in terms of the likelihood of the LA Galaxy making the playoffs. They currently have the LA Galaxy, although not very high up on their list. In fact, they have a little red mark, Eric. It always makes me sad when there's a red mark, but there's a red mark. Um, they're looking at this and saying, you know, an 86% chance right now to uh, to make the playoffs. That seems reasonable. Um, a 3% chance for a first round buy. And my favorite uh, a whopping 2% chance to win MLS Cup. That's what they think about the LA Galaxy so far. But a lot of that could change uh, right now whenever you have these next 12 games and how they play. This is the second season for the LA Galaxy. This is the start of it. Yeah, absolutely. And and when you look at 538 as a homer, and obviously if you're listening to the show or you're watching on YouTube, you're a Galaxy fan, so you almost feel 
the disrespect with 538, given where the Galaxy are in the standings and how they've kind of outplayed, uh, you know, maybe some of the expectations. You think, well, why are the Galaxy the, the 12th best team, according to 538? But that's kind of where I go back to who is this team really? Are they the hot start Chicharito team? Are they team, the team that struggled uh, kind of in those summer months? So who are they? And so I think you kind of understand where 538 is coming from, maybe not giving them that respect. But then you see some of the teams that are above them, and you think, well, the guy, I feel like the Galaxy are, are, have shown that they're you know better than the Orlando Cities or the LAFCs. So to not have them above those other teams, the DC Uniteds, it's, it's, it's a little bit, you take it as a little bit of a slight. Uh, and it also comes back, and we're going to talk about what are the 538, uh, you know, the game expectations. And right. then we'll get to that in a little bit. But the LA Galaxy this weekend, once again, have the highest margin to lose based on percentages when they, according to 538. So the whole weekend slate of MLS matches, there's only one other team with a, a, a such a big disparity to lose, uh, and the LA Galaxy is one of them. So for some reason, 538, the LA Galaxy are not very popular with them. Uh, but the one's kind of saving grace is that 538 is often very wrong because they are uh, XG heavy. And I think that's why you see those guys from down the road higher up and, and ranked uh, of because of that, because I think XG is kind of their their driving factor. And that's not always uh, what ends up getting you results. We thought we saw Bruce Arena and those one zero, those parking the, the bus things. Those those are the type of things that win championships, those defensive matches, those chess matches. That's where you get it. Not you're not uh, MLS Cups are not one on XG. Yeah, by the way, uh, you know, if they're XG heavy and then they also look at goal differential and make that a, a real important point. And by the way, the LA Galaxy's goal differential is horrible. So, I mean, it's not like you can sit there and say, I can't blame them for where it is. But also, yeah. um, you know, and and I think analysts talk about this. You can outperform your XG throughout the year. That's usually a good team outperforms their XG through the whole year. Mm-hmm. That's usually Correct. the sign of a good team. It's also also can be the sign of a mediocre team that's on a hot streak. And that may have been what the LA Galaxy did at the beginning of the year. Um, but you also could find out that the LA galaxy actually are a good team in order to be a good team. The defense has to be fixed. Um, and I, you know, (laughs) I I loved everybody was really upset about Greg Vanny saying that he was going to fix the defense in three. He said the defense will get better in three weeks. This is the three weeks they're up. They're going against Colorado who is very good. Um, you know, all this stuff. Let's get to this game. I just, uh, let's start talking about it. Cause we're, we're almost talking yeah, around we're it. There. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> LA galaxy 11, eight and three, uh, for 36 points, uh, fourth in the Western conference. will take on the Colorado Rapids 12, four and five for 41 points. Second in the Western conference. Uh, here's some, yeah. here's some bad news for everybody. And Larry, Larry picked up on this. And if you go read his article on corner of the galaxy.com, you can see it. Uh, I picked up on it as well. Uh, the last time the LA galaxy beat Colorado in Colorado was June 21st, 2017. It was with three, one win for the LA galaxy on the road. Uh, the last win against the Colorado Rapids ever for the LA galaxy, not home or away was at home September 2nd of 2017. As a matter of fact, the Colorado Rapids have won the last four games that these two teams have played. The galaxy are Oh five and one in the last six games and have been outscored five goals to 11. Uh, during that time, Colorado has won the last four meetings. Galaxy are three, six and four against Colorado since winning MLS cup in 2014. Basically, all of that yeah. is to say that the LA Galaxy don't play against Colorado very well. Yeah, you talk about the, they call them the bugaboo teams and the Colorado Rapids in recent years are definitely that team to the LA Galaxy. Whenever they match up, uh, we talked about it. it's always like a week, a weeknight or, you know, after an international break or when there's a plague outside of a stadium, there's always something weird uh, that's happening that affects the Colorado Rapids game. And they just have not uh, been able to beat them in recent years. And so, so to make matters worse, you take the historical record 
uh, in the past few seasons versus the Colorado Rapids. And then you look at how hot the Colorado Rapids have been running right now. Um, the last time that we had a show, we were talking, we were previewing the El Trafico, and we said that LAFC was winless in seven games. Well, now you have, you're going into Colorado, and they're actually unbeaten in seven games. So they exactly. haven't lost since uh, July 24th, which they lost 3-0 away at Rio Tinto Stadium, at Real Salt Lake. So uh, they're not in the habit of losing right now. And it feels like they had games in hand, and we knew that based on how well they were playing, they were probably going to make up some ground. But it feels like we blinked, and all of a sudden the Colorado Rapids are in second place. They're you know passing Sporting Kansas City. They're right on the tails of Seattle. So they're right up there at the top of the Western Conference. And so this is going to be a scary matchup. They all, Again, I'm a, I'm a believer in just bizarre, weird things happening because LAFC – was winless in seven i wasn't expecting a win now with colorado unbeaten in seven maybe this is where the weird stuff happens this is where the tide turns you know you get chicharito back you have a rested team they go in hungry maybe it can go wrong uh but then you look at the roster and you look at the history and they say maybe I, maybe i can't talk myself into it yeah uh, you know you look you look at the roster and he's the, the thing that with the the colorado roster that stands out to me there's there's not like that sexy DP or that uh, you know really attractive team, but it's just it's a it's a it's a workman's team. You know, it's just MLS veterans, uh, professional soccer players. They're not going to do anything flashy, but they're going to do everything right. They're going to be well disciplined. They're going to frustrate you. You know, your your guys like your Jack Price, your you know Cole Bassett's. They're they're just going to. Um, you know, they're not going to do anything flashy, but they're going to frustrate the heck out of you. And I think that's the tough thing. You're going against away to a team with a home field advantage with professional players who know how to frustrate you and then have a history of frustrating you in recent seasons. So they're not going to be afraid of the LA galaxy coming into town, which all, all spells to bad news. And it almost makes you believe what five thirty eight is saying. Uh, you said Colorado was unbeaten in their last seven games. That wasn't all draws, by the way, they're five Oh and two and that yes. five wins, two draws in that. Um, only, they only have one loss in their last 12 games. They've only lost once at home all season. It was the second game of the season on April 21st or April 24th against Austin FC. So Austin came in, actually beat Colorado at home. That's the only time, um, that they have lost at home and have outscored opponents 17 to six at home since that loss. Now, if we go to MLS, which is always cute because MLS has their numbers so wrong in so many places. I'll tell you right now, LA Galaxy, 12.30 p.m. kickoff time. This is actually correct. Uh, that game will be on Univision and TUDN. Um, that's where you can find this game. The kickoff itself is at 12.50 p.m. So this is one of those 20 minutes after it's supposed to kick. It'll kick off. So this isn't a 12.38. This is a 12.50 p.m. kickoff time. So closer to one if you're getting ready to watch that. Um, I'll still get a million people asking me on Saturday anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, overall, according to footballreference.com, the LA Galaxy are 42, 31, and 14. That includes... Uh, postseason games as well. Uh, the LA Galaxy have 135 goal goals, Colorado 93 goals. And at Colorado, the Galaxy are 13, 20, and 5, which is really funny because whenever you look, I just gave you all those numbers. Let's look at MLS that says that all time, uh, Colorado has 11 wins, which is not right. Draws have five, which is not <laughs> so, right. And LA is the expansion, expansion Colorado Rapids I, I or mean, when they changed their logo, what happened? I, that's way off. So, <laughs> this is an original 96 
team. So, so let me tell you that they actually give a head to head in their own newsletter and it has the Rapids with 30 wins, the galaxy with 37 <laughs> wins and ties at 11. And I'm sitting here, I'm going, I have like five different numbers from major league soccer. It's just, it's, it's useless whenever I, I try, I always try to use their stuff and then I can't because then they go and do this stuff where you can't even, you can't even do anything with it. Um, <laughs> You know, the bottom line is that uh, the LA Galaxy have a huge task um, on their hand. We look at the, and, and again, you said it, we looked at the lineups. I, t- I pulled and went and looked at their game against uh, San Jose. Uh, just that way I could sort of see, you know, where they were at and sort of how they've changed some things. Um, if you remember, it was uh, uh, Galvan out on that right side um, that I think gave, was actually on the left-hand side and gave um, Julian Araujo a lot of problems in the first game. And so you can see that. Uh, Abubakar uh, came out injured, I believe, in the last game. He had a horrible head butt that he had with, I, I think, one of the San Jose players. This game was on the road. Uh, Colorado ended up winning this in like the 88th minute or something like that. Scored a goal in late and, and ended up winning at one nothing. Uh, so they're an extremely intelligent team whenever it comes down to it. Uh, looking at some of their other ones, whenever they played RSL and they were at home, you have Mark Anthony K, who's in there. Uh, uh, Rubio, Barrios, uh, Kellen Acosta is in there as well. Price. Um, so they have a very good balanced team and you know uh it's really robin frazier and what he's able to do with this team it this team feels like a robin frazier team this feels like the type of team that robin frazier likes because they play sort of the way that he plays like you said workmen like you know keep their nose down don't make mistakes they're not going to make mistakes um if they do make a mistake you better capitalize on it and you have to punish them and you don't get a second chance at it so this isn't one of those games where kevin cabral could be in behind the defense and scuff a wide open shot because if he does that's a goal that the la galaxy loses. yeah yeah, and, and and with this team, looking at this team, and it's funny that you pulled up their their lineup against the the earthquakes, is they kind of remind me of those mid two thousands earthquakes teams where the players look they're they're kind of annoying and they frustrate you. Like Chin Yashiki is one of those guys who just gets under your skin, kind of the way he plays. If you were playing on your team, you would love to have him on your team. Right. Uh, but when you play against him, he's just one of those players who just frustrates you and seems to always have the galaxy numbers. So, so that's kind of who they remind me of that kind of that scrappy, you know, just going to get down and dirty and, and really give it to you. And they're not going to back down from any team. And so uh, this is going to be a very tough game, but it's also going to be a good test and tell us, uh, you know, who, who are the galaxy? Are they going to be able to go toe to toe? Or is this going to be one of those games where, you know, maybe they fall apart and fold, fold like, uh, you know, like, like bad, uh, patio furniture, like bad patio, but cheap patio furniture, right, cheap. Yeah, you know, I, I was, I was thinking of it. You saw me struggling. Okay. You know, it's been a long day, Josh. I know the power outage and everything. <laughs> uh, let's get to five thirty-eight, and I pulled up all the games this weekend. Just that way you could take a look at it. it also makes for a better graphic than me trying to like clip something that's super small. Um, Eric, you can, you can talk about it. I'll let you do it. Colorado yeah. versus LA galaxy. What, what do you got? Yeah, so Colorado has a 54% chance to win. Uh, the LA Galaxy have a 22% chance to win. And then there's a 24% chance for a draw. So I mentioned it earlier that um, when you look at the whole MLS slate, there's only one other team with a bigger disp- with as big a disparity, and that's Sporting Kansas City over Chicago. And when you look at the dumpster fire that Chicago has been all season, you would expect Sporting Kansas City, one of the better teams in the West, to have that big of a difference. But to see Colorado and the Galaxy, you know, with where they are in the standings, to see that big of a disparity, it's a little bit shocking. Uh, and that's what we're saying, uh, 538, we're not really believers uh, in the LA Galaxy. And that's why you see such a big disparity. So it doesn't look good if you're believing uh, 
you're believing 538 and the expectations, their percentages. Also, if you look at, uh, you know, Bovada and those those betting sites, they also have uh, the Colorado Rapids as heavy favorites. They're minus 115 there, so uh, or plus 295 for the LA Galaxy. So, right. and you'd have to big return if you are believing in the LA Galaxy to win that game. But uh, if not, the the odds are in the favor of the other side. Don't bet with your heart, Eric. Don't bet with your heart. Yeah. All right, you got it. You got it. You got to keep a keep a straight and narrow on this one. Um, okay, predictions then. I'll let you go first. What happens to the LA Galaxy? I think we 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 see a loss. I think we see a two one loss. You see a hard fought team. Maybe they get a goal, but I think Colorado. They're hot right now. They're they're going to be at home. They're going to be well disciplined. They're going to be ready for this LA Galaxy team. I I rarely predict a loss. I'm I'm a homer. I like to talk myself into at the very least a draw, but I I don't think they come out of here with a win. Uh, we talk about a Colorado seven games unbeaten. I mean, only lost once at home all the time. Uh, you know, I I don't know what this LA Galaxy team is. We don't know what Chicharito does to this team. We don't know how that changes things. I think there's a lot of unknowns here, and you're trying to go. Um, you're trying to go on the road in a difficult place at altitude, all that stuff that all matters so much um, whenever it comes. Um, and you know what else also matters, Eric? Um, the roulette wheel, Eric. The roulette wheel, okay? You see <laughs> it, it. I like it. And it pops up red and red and red, and you're like, it's going to be black. Here it comes. I can feel it. Black is coming, right? And you know it. You know it. And you're, you're, you're like, okay, now that's six times for red. Here comes black. The more times it hits red, the more convinced you are that black is coming. And that's that's where I'm thinking. I think the L.A. Galaxy hit hit black uh, against the Colorado Rapids. Um, and and I think they, they walk away. They steal. They absolutely grind a steal three points out of the it. Colorado Rapids. It's Chicharito in the 93rd minute. <laughs> It is. Oh, I like that. It I is, like that a lot. Is Dayon with the assist? He pulled out a center back. He goes wide. They went this way. He went that way. He said, "Where'd he go? Where'd who go?" That's what he says. And then they comes in Chicharito with the banging header. You know, super tall Chicharito go. gets up off the ground like 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 oh. a puma cat that he is, and just <laughs> boom explosion. What do you think? I like it. I, I like it, and especially when you look. At what's the last time the Galaxy won against Colorado? Twenty seventeen, when they were awful. So now you say, okay, they're due. So now they're due to kind of make things right. So I'm with you, the roulette wheel, make it happen. You could talk me into it. It's funny that we're actually flipped uh, in roles here because usually, you know, you're the one, you're the voice of reason saying, you know, lower the expectation. Let's be calm. A point in the road is okay. That's what we play for. And here I am, doom and gloom, and you're ready to, to ride your stallion into battle and say, we're, we're stealing points, 90th minute. Plus extra time <laughs> bringing it home. So I, would, I like it. I love it. I, I love would, it that we were on opposite ends here. I would say go listen to my uh, prediction that I have on the Colorado podcast. I was on as well. <laughs> just in case, just so that we get all playing, the bases covered. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you're I'm playing all sides. I'm spending this one <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. And in the chat, they're saying a tie game one, one. So now you really have all your bases. We, we've done it. We have covered every bit. We have made an argument for every single base. I like it. We're, we're, we're close there. Um, one more thing before we go, um, because I like it. Uh, one of the things we're going to start doing and we just wanted to sort of preview it, test it out. We're, we're going to play a game on here. And I know lots of people have played this game in many different versions, but basically, um, and I'm trying to remember, is it the football show they may have? And I, I forget who has the Wikipedia game, right? And there's the Wikipedia game and how they play it. And they have all sorts of rules for it. We're going to, we're going to take that game just a little bit less serious. All right. So we are also going to pull up a player's Wikipedia page. We're going to look at it and we're going to say, can you tell me 
which player this is. And eventually we're going to do this um, and I'll have my phone number hooked up as well because we got to start taking calls from people again. I always enjoyed that. That was always fun. As long as we can trust people not to swear, which is almost impossible, um, we we can we can get, we can go ahead and do this and, and have some fun with it and, and get some people and give away some prizes and have some fun with it as well. Um, by the way, uh, Architecto uh, Verbal has a new song out. Uh, which one is it? He'll tell me um, where it is. But he gives us a, a $5 super chat and says, uh, where's Zubac? Uh, I don't I don't I don't know. Are we were we looking for Zubac? Is that is that what we're I doing? think I think we need to, you know, pay. We're talking about taking red eye flights. I think Zubac and Josh Sargent put them on the same flight, get them away. I think that we we can distance ourselves from those two players. Zubac, uh, again, we have Yovlich. Thank you for your service. Mr. Zubac, I think uh, we're, we're ready to part ways. So where is he? Who knows? Uh, we'll we'll see if he pops up uh, on the bench here, uh, or maybe like Architecto was saying, maybe this is uh, the Zubac game. Maybe yeah. he comes in yeah. uh, and makes makes the magic happen. Big, big bad Zubac. That's what I'm thinking, man. It's just that's why not just throw. Let's let's go maximum chaos, maximum chaos for the rest of these twelve <laughs> games. That's what I want to see for sure. All right, here's our game. Uh, you have to guess the current LA Galaxy player. We'll only do current LA Galaxy players unless we want to change that at any time. Um, but for right now, we'll say it. Uh, this one, we started off with an easy one, uh, but we're going to give you just his youth career to start with, 2004 to 2009. Evero AC, um, 2009 to 2012. Evero FC 27, uh, and then 2012 to 2016 with Twa. Can you name this LA Galaxy player? Uh, people in the chat room, you're more than welcome to to join in and try to figure this out. Uh, Eric did get this one. I, I gave it to him uh, beforehand, and, and and he did get it. I was cold called on that one. Yep, I yeah, I got it right. And, and by the way, uh, uh, Architecto Verbal says it's uh, the name of the song is called Kobe Jones. That's what it was. I remember. I saw how it. fitting. How fitting. Perfect way Given to tie it in. It's on his yep. Instagram or his YouTube. So definitely take it out. So anyway, if you know uh, in the chat room, you can go ahead and put that in there. And then as we go, what we'll do is we'll start playing this early on in the show. Um, and as you're listening on the podcast, you're like, come on, who, yeah, give me the, give me the answers and all that stuff. And we will do that just before we end everything here. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, this is fun. Hopefully everybody enjoys, uh, we'll play a game. We'll start giving them stuff away. I want to do more of that stuff. So, uh, Patrick in the chat room, by the way, first one to get it, uh, Grand Sir, Samuel Grand Sir was Bingo. the answer for that. And if we go and look at his senior team, which if nobody gets it via the youth team, you can go and it's Trois B, Trois, Monaco, uh, Strasbourg, Brest. Um, and then of course the LA Galaxy, uh, this year. So there you go. That's where uh, that's where that all sits, and that's how it goes. Uh, just wanted to set that up for everybody, so you sort of understand how the game goes and how we play this game and how it sort of goes. In the end, we will announce it. And if you're on the podcast and you're not on the live show, that's cool too, because you can be sitting in your car wherever you're listening, screaming at nothing. And I do that all the time on <laughs> podcasts too. Um, so yeah, that's a fun time too. So it's it's always good. All right. Eric, anything else you want to get to? Is there anything important that you want to tell everybody? I, there are questions. Are we? Are, we, are you going to do a TikTok for this game? So that, that's popped up, and I appreciate people actually asking me. And, and I'm going to work on it. So obviously, I've had some, some recent travel things going on, some work changes, some life changes happening. So I haven't been on it with the game previews and the TikToks. But I think I'm getting back in my groove, getting back in my routine. So I'm ready to get back in the TikTok game, ready to get back in the, the game preview. We'll figure it out. We'll get back on track soon. So yeah. expect the TikTok before this Saturday. I, I want everybody to understand that the the dramatic game previews, the reason we don't do them over Skype is because there's this weird thing that happens whenever you play music. It usually cuts out 
the the person who's speaking and it's a Skype issue. Everybody knows about it, but it's just, you know, Skype was never made for doing podcasts all the time, even though that's basically the only people who are keeping it alive anymore. Um, so whenever you do that and you play the music, it cuts out things. So we're, we don't want to have that lower value. Um, so then Eric was pre-recording them and then we were putting them together, which we were doing, which was great. But then, you know, you need like an hour of like spare time to write it, record it and then send it over yeah. and then it has to be edited and all this stuff. So it's a it's a lot of different things that we're going. And if you're following along and and looking at the uh, the COG boudoir um, has changed a little <laughs> bit as well. So I uh, got the psychedelic lighting. You too can go on uh, Amazon and buy the uh, the galaxy star thing, whatever they're calling it. Um, and, you know, uh, and and sort of go all psychedelic in your favorite podcasting room, I guess. Does everybody else? Does, does I was it, say, this, my daughter has the same nightlight and she loves it. So it's I hope great. it helps you sleep better at night. It does. It's actually, I took it out of our master bedroom. Soothing. My wife and I, we just, we put that up there and, and we're good to go. So that's where we're at. All right. Um, anything else? We good? I think we're good. I appreciate everyone. So I'm ready to get to it and cut the show. All right. Tell people where they can find you. Let's go. All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Hammer EV. You can also find me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. And then look for that TikTok on TikTok. I'm at EV Hammer 9 on TikTok. All right. And if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast, quarterthegalaxy.com. Your media call is up there right now. Your preview article for Mr. Larry Morgan is up there as well. So a lot of things work in your direction as the Galaxy get ready to take on the Colorado Rapids. A 12.30 p.m. TV start, a 12.50 p.m. kickoff time. It's early in the day. Start your drinking early. That's the, that's the advice I can give you. All right. I think that is all the time we have for today. For Mr. Eric, the Portuguese Hammered Riera, I am Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Namaste. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.